Welcome to the Good Growing Podcast. I am Ken Johnson, horticulture educator with the University of Illinois Extension, coming to you today from Jacksonville, Illinois, with a garden bite. And on today's garden bite, we're going to talk about fireflies or lightning bugs. And for many of us, the presence of these insects are a harbinger of summer. Once these insects show up, you start seeing their lights flashing at night. It's a sure sign that summer has come. And a little bit of a side note here, depending on where you are from in the United States, you may call them fireflies or lightning bugs. Cambridge University did a study on this. They interviewed a thousand different people across the United States, and they found that 38% of people use the terms firefly and lightning bug interchangeably. 34% refer to them as lightning bugs. 26% refer to them as fireflies. And interestingly, lightning bug is more common in the southern United States and the Midwest. One theory is that we get more lightning strikes there, so these insects remind people of lightning. That's why they call them lightning bugs. And fireflies dominate the west, New England area, and large urban areas. And one thought for that, at least out west, is you get more wildfires out there, so that's why people associate these lights at night with wildfires. Just a little interesting aside there. But despite their common names, whether you call them fireflies or lightning bugs, they are not flies or bugs. They are actually beetles and the family Lampyridae, and that means shining fire. There's actually over 2,000 species of fireflies worldwide, and here in Illinois we have over 20 species that can be found. Here in Illinois, though, the most commonly countered one is probably going to be the Big Dipper, and we can find these in various habitats like roadsides, uh, woodlands, going to be most commonly found in open areas like yards and fields, why we commonly see them in our landscapes. The adults typically start uh, emerging in early June here in Jacksonville. Uh, it is June 14th, and we've had these coming out for about a week or so uh, right now. So depending on where you're at in Illinois, you probably have fireflies or lightning bugs emerging. Fireflies are going to spend most of their lives as larvae. In colder regions, they can actually spend two or more years in this larval stage. So the eggs of fireflies are going to be laid on the ground in leaf litter or other moist places. After a couple of weeks, the eggs will hatch. And larval fireflies are actually predators. So they're going to go around and feed on things in the soil, things like worms, snails, slugs, caterpillars, other small insects and other invertebrates that are in the soil. So not only are they pretty, they can also provide some pest control for us in our landscapes. Some of these larvae, when they are feeding, they'll inject toxins into their prey with their mandibles, which will paralyze their prey, and then they will then go and consume them once that prey is paralyzed. Fireflies will overwinter as larvae, typically in the soil, and then come spring, they're going to resume their feeding for a little bit before pupating, and then the adults will emerge, typically this time of year, early summer. And the adults are going to live for usually a couple weeks. Now, all fireflies are bioluminescent, which means they can produce and emit their own light. Typically, we associate those lights with adults, but not all adult fireflies can actually produce light. Some species are going to fly during the day and they don't produce light. However, all larval fireflies are bioluminescent. And that's actually one of the requirements for being considered a firefly or lightning bug is the larvae have to produce their own light. And most, if not all species of fireflies, eggs also produce light, although it's very faint and difficult to see. It's believed that firefly larvae first began producing light to warn predators that they were toxic and distasteful. And eventually, over evolutionary history, the adults in many species evolved to produce light, and they do this to attract mates. So the flashing that you see at night are going to be courtship displays of fireflies. 
So male fireflies are going to emit a flash pattern that is unique to each species. The males are typically going to be flying. So those are the, the fireflies you see flying around. The females, which are typically on the ground, will flash back if she finds a male suitable, and then the male will then go to the female and mate. And you can actually use that male flash pattern to identify firefly species. In the case of Big Dipper fireflies, again, the ones we most commonly see in most of Illinois, the males produce a relatively long flash. It's about half a second to eight-tenths of a second, and J-shaped, so they're going to flash while they're moving, and it kind of forms a J while they're doing this, thus the Big Dipper name. And they flash every five to seven seconds when the temperature is between 72 and 78 degrees Fahrenheit. If it's warmer, they flash more frequently. If it's cooler, less frequently. Kind of like crickets and their chirping. And the light fireflies produce is considered cold because very little heat is produced while they're doing this. They're actually over 90% efficient at producing light. In contrast, our old incandescent light bulbs are only 10% efficient. They lose 90% of their energy to heat production. So when, when fireflies are producing that light, they have an enzyme called luciferase, which combines with luciferin in the presence of magnesium ions, ATP, and oxygen. When all of these things are mixed together, light is going to be produced. Just some interesting trivia tidbits for you there. Many people have reported seeing fewer fireflies compared to when they are children. In a lot of areas around the world, we are actually seeing reduced firefly populations. And there are a variety of different threats that fireflies face. Uh, in a study in 2020, experts from around the world identified habitat degradation and loss, light pollution, and pesticides as the main threats to fireflies. And climate change and associated issues with that also rank very highly in the survey. So like many insects, the habitats that fireflies rely on have been shrinking for, for many years. So firefly larvae, we mentioned before, need moist conditions like those found in wetlands and damp fields and residential areas. A lot of times we clean up very well in the fall, remove leaf litter and plant debris from the yards. Well, this is going to reduce the amount of suitable habitat for fireflies. Most firefly species in the United States are crepuscular, so they're active at dusk or nocturnal, so they're active at night. And our night skies are getting increasingly brighter, which makes it more difficult for fireflies to find mates, especially as a lot of urban areas are transitioning to LED lights. Those lights are brighter, and a lot of places are putting more lights in. And while it may not seem like our night skies are too bright, uh, just think about when was the last time you could see the Milky Way where you live. Have you ever seen it? It's estimated that nearly 80% of North Americans can no longer see the Milky Way at night, just to show you how much light pollution we have in areas, even though it may not seem like we have a whole lot. And the other big threat uh, is insecticides. So just like other insects, pesticides pose a threat to firefly populations. Fireflies spend most of their lives as larvae that feed on pests like slugs and snails and other soft-bodied arthropods or invertebrates. So every time we're using pesticides to control those, not only are we reducing their food supply, we are also potentially poisoning those larvae. So there are several things we can do in our homes and in our landscapes to help firefly populations. And if you're trying to conserve pollinators, you're probably doing a lot of this already, so you're, you're ahead of the game. So first thing we can do for fireflies, pollinators, all insects, really all wildlife, is provide habitat. So specifically for fireflies, we want to let part of our landscapes go wild. Uh, so that's mowing less frequently, allowing grass or other vegetation to get long to provide habitat. It's going to help retain some moisture and make those areas more attractive to fireflies and their larvae. We want to leave, leave leaves in the fall. Again, this can help retain moisture, attract potential food sources, and provide habitat for those firefly larvae. We also want to try to avoid disturbing the ground in these areas. Again, fireflies spend the majority of their lives in or on the soil surface. The less disturbance we have, the less likely we are to have an impact on those larvae. We want to reduce our use of pesticides and use them only when necessary. Ideally, we should be doing this anyway. 
you're trying to conserve fireflies, you want to be especially careful of this. Especially important when it comes to slugs and snails, one of their main food sources. So if you've got slugs and snails feeding on your hostas, maybe let them do that and eventually maybe you'll have some firefly larvae move in there and feed on them. But don't be too quick to control some of these pests. And then finally, we can reduce or eliminate unnecessary outdoor lighting, particularly when fireflies are active. So kind of early June into July when they're active and out mating. We can reduce the light there and make it easier for them to find their mates and reproduce. If you do have lights, use red bulbs when possible. Fireflies don't see red as well as other colors, so that's going to disturb them less. And use timers or motion sensors if possible so those lights aren't always on. There are also some citizen science opportunities that are available if you want to help track and monitor firefly populations for researchers so they can see how populations are doing. There's things like Firefly Watch and Firefighters International Network on iNaturalist or a couple places uh, that you can take part in some citizen science opportunities uh, to help researchers with fireflies. That's all I've got for this week's podcast. Thanks for listening and keep on growing.